1: Bastian for the Metal Gods meltdown, and I'm joined tonight by. I'm Danny Rexon from Crazy Licks It's amazing to be chatting to you tonight. Forever Wild is amazing. I can't get the words out to explain and and say how great I think the album is. Why sure. Forever Wild? Why that title?
2: Uh, well, it was uh, it was actually supposed to be called. Freedom Forces uh, to start with—that's that's now the name of our tour instead. Uh, so we we did keep that. But um, when we added the last song on the album, which is uh, which is called Never Die Forever Wild, uh, the guys in the band kind of thought it was a, a cool name for the entire album. So uh, uh, there's not a lot of thought behind it. But we thought it sounded good, and it it kind of you know when we when we got the title. Uh, ready. We kind of uh, imagine the the cover and and uh, the the overall uh, you know art style of it. So it, it all fits together quite well. And I do and I do like the word wild. You know, it's a good word for this kind of genre that we play. So
1: and of course the cover is a bit Kiss. Why that for a cover?
2: Well, uh, well, Kiss is one of my favorite bands, of course. Uh, and I, I mean, we've uh, we've done. Especially early in the career, where we weren't, you know, featured on the album cover ourselves, uh, and I I can enjoy, you know, both types of, of covers. Uh, my my other favorite band is Iron Maiden, and they're never on the cover themselves. Uh, but I do think there's something special about, uh, you know, rock covers that feature the band. Uh, you get this kind of uh, immediate connection looking at the members, and and I think you can see almost on the cover uh you know right away what kind of music it is i think even more than if you're just looking at an uh you know some some kind of art on the uh on the album cover you can sometimes you know look at album covers and not really grasp what kind of music it is but seeing a band usually uh, it, it, it can uh, it can tell you more
1: what is your favorite track on the album today and why
2: um, no, I just listened to the album, I'm actually, driving here. Uh, we're we're at, the, at the studio now, uh, and I I still have a hard time uh, really picking out a favorite. It changes all the time, and I think it changes with my mood, and it changes with the weather as well. Uh, when it's sunny outside, I do like the kind of light-hearted songs on the album. There's, there's a bunch of songs with, you know, major key choruses that really fit with a kind of summer vibe, and I'm I'm thinking about It's You or Silent Thunder, so uh, I would say that for this summer, it'll probably be one of those songs, but as I said, it changes all the time, so uh, it's quite hard to pick a favorite, actually.
1: You're going to be having a release party and what are your plans tour and festival wise for this summer
2: yeah well so uh, uh, next friday which is the may 17th we have our release and we're doing a gig in our hometown uh, so uh, and right after that we we start the the festival uh, you know festival summer so uh, the weekend after that we're we're off to belgium and then we have a uh, a bunch of festivals all throughout I think August or september uh, and uh, we'll be doing some of our biggest festivals to date this year, uh, including Vakken festival, for example, so uh really really excited about that and uh, and afterwards we're heading off to Japan. The album has actually already been released in japan, and we're we're hearing uh very good news about it there so uh we're glad to have booked two shows in Japan already. And we're heading there in September, which will be the first time in Japan for us as well. Uh, it has always been a, a, quite a good market for us. but This is the first time that we can actually get over there to, to play some shows. So um, that'll be really awesome.
1: From what I hear, when you go to Japan, you're going to be treated like proper, real rock stars, 80s style. I,
2: I hope so, yeah.
1: <laughs> Exciting times. So can you tell me, what can we expect from Crazy Licks Live?
2: Uh, well, I would say that, uh, I mean, we've been around for quite a while, and I, I can say without uh, without exaggerating that I think that we're at our peak when it comes to the live performance right now. Uh, we've, we've had some, some trouble in the past where we, you know, I, I think we've sounded all right on, on the albums, but we haven't been able to translate that quite as well to, to the live stage. And I think that now we're just a bit more professional about it, and, and what comes out... You know, music-wise, uh, on stage is now uh, a lot better in quality and a lot more like the album. Uh, but of course, we we do have, I think, a a more uh, you know uh, a more raunchy kind of vibe when we play uh, when we play live. It's a bit harder, of course, and we, of course, we uh, tend to, to do a lot of stuff on on stage and and try to keep up the energy and and you know rock out. So. Uh, I would say what you can expect is is basically what you'd expect when you hear the music. We're trying to do something that rock bands did in the '80s, basically, uh, when it comes to the look and the, and the performance. So)
1: What's the reviews been like so far from media and fans to the songs you have released?
2: Uh, well, we've we've had two singles out uh, already, and uh, and they have both been breaking some records. Uh, the first one that was released uh, was actually the fastest growing single on on on, uh, on Spotify for us to date. So. Uh, Really good. And and the second one, which also came with a video, uh, also was the fastest growing video on on YouTube. So uh, just looking at those two songs, I I would say that we're off to a good start. And we're actually releasing another video before the uh, album is is released. So we have one more single and video to look forward to. Uh, When it comes to reviews, I haven't actually seen a lot. Uh, These days, you know, reviews tend to come out basically at the same time as the album. And I know our, our record label usually waits quite a long while until they release the, the review streams to, to magazines and stuff. So uh, that's something I've noticed, that the reviews usually come later now than they used to do a couple of years ago. But uh, from what I've seen so far, the reviews are, are looking good. Uh, and uh, we had a very good review in, a, in, in Sweden's biggest... Uh, Rock Magazine, which is Sweden Rock Magazine, Um, so really happy about that, so yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing some more.
1: If you could choose three bands, Dead or Alive, who would you love to go out and tour with? Uh,
2: Well, That's a hard one because, um, you know, I could pick my favorite bands, of course, uh, but I don't I don't really think that they're maybe at their peak. I mean, naturally, if we would go with a band like Kiss, for example, uh, that would be awesome. I think a lot of their audience could could uh, potentially, um, you know, like us as well. Especially, I think the audience that enjoys the unmasked period by Kiss, which is the one that I, you know, most closely I think uh, I identify with, and I, I think our music is closest to that period as well. But uh, uh, I, as I said, I'm not sure they're, they're at their peak anymore, you know, the way they sound, so... Uh, but, I, 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 you know, I guess Kiss, Iron Maiden, maybe those really big bands that I think uh, always draw a very big audience, that would be awesome to uh, to go on tour with, with bands like those, yeah.
1: Cool. I see a lot of Motley Crue in you, having grown up in the 80s myself, and that's when I really got into metal, sleaze metal, etc. I see a lot of Motley Crue in you guys. Um, do you wish you've probably been asked this question so many times? But do you wish you'd been about in the eighties?
2: In a sense, I do, of course, because uh, what we're trying to do is is obviously not something uh, innovative or, or you know uh, new. We're trying to recreate something that was, I think, that was lost in uh, in the early nineties. And uh, so, so I, I always say, you know, I was born probably twenty five years or something like that uh, but on the other hand if I'm like this about 80s music chances are that if I was born in say you know the early 60s or something maybe I would be that way about 60s music instead and I would you know bash my head towards the wall and, and try to play this kind of 60s rock when it was just not very in anymore and I would you know be more or less in the same situation you know everyone would play 80s rock and I would still try to play this early 60s rock, probably. So uh, I I think just the way that I am, I've always been quite nostalgic about the the music that I kind of, uh, you know, got into when I was a kid. So uh, I, I imagine it could be the same even if I was born earlier, you know what I mean?
1: Do you remember the first time he ever played live and how it felt to have people watching you?
2: In front of an audience was, was actually me lip-syncing. Me and some guys from, from school, we were lip-syncing to a Metallica song. It was uh, Ride the Lightning, actually, which was kind of an odd choice because it's quite a long song. But we had, uh, you know, we had like plastic guitars, toy guitars and... Uh, And we lip synced. It was like a fundraiser for a class trip or something like that. So we had, you know, a bunch of parents watching, and we just went out and did this Metallica uh, song. So so that's the first time I I performed in front of an audience. Uh, But the, the first time that I actually played an instrument. Uh, I was a bass player in a kind of, I, I would say, a pop band. Uh, and we actually scored quite a a good gig uh, for a first gig. Uh, and it was a, at a, a local club in my hometown, uh, supporting a band which by that time was, you know, uh, I would say big, but certainly a, a famous band in, in Sweden. So uh, I actually, the first gig I ever did was was actually quite a big gig, but then we kind of went down from there, and the band dissolved pretty quickly, so uh, we, we didn't have a lot of success.
1: Crazy Licks, like you said, have been going a while, but what is the ultimate goal? for Crazy Licks?
2: Well, you know, if you would ask me this question 10 years ago, I would probably still say, you know, we're we're looking to be the best band in the world and, and world domination uh, and, and nothing less. But I think with the years, uh, you know, uh, growing up a bit uh, and I have a, a family now, I have children, I realized that, you know, combining all those parts of my life wouldn't be very easy. So uh, I'm not at a point anymore where I would do Whatever it takes, you know, to to get to the top. But of course, I, I do want the band to grow. I I enjoy playing the, the you know bigger festivals, and I I uh, I think every artist has a bit of ego and and you know enjoys seeing uh, the success in the in the stuff that that he or she does. So naturally, I want the band to grow, but uh, I'm kind of just riding with it. I I enjoy it very much as it is now, uh, and if if we weren't uh becoming any bigger than this uh i would still you know i would still enjoy what we have so um i wouldn't say i have a clear goal so to speak maybe that's a bad thing if you want to get somewhere but but
1: i i think that's that's the way it is there's been some phenomenal releases already this year and i mean look at white snake i mean they released that album tomorrow they're the same on the same label as you that album's fucking amazing honestly and it, it's hard to believe David Coverdale is nearly 70 so there's always time uh, absolutely.
2: I mean I mean I'm I'm I was I just had my 37th birthday and and you know for for me I would uh you know for me that's like oh I'm so old this will this will never get anywhere or something like that but but when I look back at some of the artists that I enjoy you know for example Alice Cooper who had I think his best album Somewhere around my age, because I, I really enjoy, uh, you know, trash and hey, stupid, that, that kind of period. So, I mean, a lot of artists were still doing it uh, by this age. And, and I wouldn't say that, that Alice Cooper didn't have success before that. Of course he had, but, uh, you know, you can, still, you can still achieve things at a later age, uh, uh, even now. So, uh, we'll just see what happens, you know.
1: Give me your favorite two albums of all time and what they meant to you personally.
2: Okay, so I would um, I would say, you know, I mentioned KISS and Iron Maiden, of course, as my two favorite, favorite or two of my favorite bands. Uh, I would probably say that Seven Son of a Seven Son by Iron Maiden is uh, one of those. And what it meant to me personally was, uh, I think it got me into actually playing an instrument, because I can remember, you know, enjoying listening to music for quite... Uh, since I was very very young you know but uh, the moment when I when I picked up an instrument uh, and I was kind of forced into playing the bass guitar because my brother already played the guitar and we had uh, other people playing drums in our in our you know friend uh, uh, amongst our friends and so I was kind of uh, you know forced to play the bass guitar and I didn't quite enjoy it at first but then Steve Harris became a very big influence for me so playing Iron Maiden songs and especially from that album was something that got me going and got me wanting to you know kind of learn more and rehearse and and become better at my instrument so that was the first instrument that I um uh, that I learned so I would say that one is is definitely one of them um as for the other um Maybe, maybe Slate to the Grind by Skid Row, uh, and the reason for that would probably be because Sebastian Bach was one of my uh, biggest influences when it came to singing uh, at an early stage. Him and Bruce Dickinson, by the way, but I can't I can't say another Iron Maiden album, so I, I'll go with the Skid Row. And I remember really uh, digging the, the ballads from that album at first. Uh, which I still think are great. But then I got into the kind of harder stuff on the album and I've always thought that Sebastian Bach was this kind of uh, unobtainable uh, kind of voice, you know, idol for me uh, to strive against. Um, So yeah, I would say those two.
1: Can you give us a reason why we should buy Forever Wild?
2: Well, the, the most obvious reason, of course, is if you enjoy music, if you want new bands... I would say we're a new band, considering some of the the how long the older bands have been around. If you want this music to to kind of continue being out there, uh, there really has to be some kind of you know financial incentive to do it. So um, I would say buy the album uh, to to make this kind of rock genre still live in say ten or twenty years, and uh, if you want to you know visit festivals, we're, we're looking at an at a decade now where a lot of bands are, you know, most of the old bands will probably stop playing altogether. And I, I'm I'm, honestly worried about how a rock festival will look for, you know, my oldest kid now is six years old. How will his first rock festival look when he's 16, you know? Uh, and I, I think that the only way to actually salvage this is uh, to support the artists as much as you can, you know? And one of the ways is, you know, buy, buy a CD, buy a T-shirt, Go to the gigs uh, and, uh, and show that you support them, uh, both in spirit and, and of course, uh, financially as well. Because uh, that's, you know, the bottom line is it has to work uh, financially or, uh, you know, people won't be able to do it for, for uh, much longer.
1: Festival or small intimate gig? Uh,
2: festival, definitely.
1: Final or digital?
2: Uh, I, I do enjoy the sound of vinyl but I've never been a collector and I honestly listen most to digital music so I would say digital, yeah
1: Meatballs or beer?
2: Can I have both? I'd say, okay, so uh, beer,
1: beer. <laughs> ABBA, Ace of Bass or Head in the Cold Bucket of Water?
2: I think Ace of Base are terrible. I enjoy a lot of stuff by ABBA, so I would choose them. I I actually like uh, some of their songs, so yeah.
1: Donald Trump or the Swedish chef out of the Muppets?
2: Uh, Okay, aren't they like one and the same person almost (laughs) when it comes to personality? I I think Donald Trump has shaken up stuff for politics and i do enjoy watching it from afar i i don't think i would like to be an american uh watching it from from you know closer range but for me as a spectator from from outside i do think it's quite amusing it makes for good television at least so i would say donald trump
1: do you have any final words for our listeners and your fans
2: you know it, check out our tour dates uh come see us live uh buy a cd buy a t-shirt and uh support us uh, any way you can if you like what we're doing of course Uh, and we hope to see you on the road hey I'm Rex, the lead singer of Crazy Mix and you're listening to the Metal God's Meltdown